right, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Matt, and thank you so much for tuning into uh, that Inside Voice, a new podcast where we talk about um, quite literally that Inside Voice, um, and you know, part of the the reasons that that we often have the thoughts that we think, um, and basically just being a collective uh, bubble of empathy for for all of us to. To reflect on and to remind us all how fallible we are as humans and how distantly related we all are as a consequence of the thoughts that we think. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that um, I've always wanted to talk about in a podcast and you've probably read, I mean you definitely have read, that's why you clicked on the podcast, but um, the title for today is On Self-Criticism and I guess, you know, the things that we're going to be discussing today are, you know, some of the common thoughts that we have, um, (laughs) the common thoughts that we have when we're, you know, waking up in the morning or we're struggling to complete a task or um, just some of the things that we think that, you know, degrade ourselves from time to time, uh, which are okay to think. And hopefully you can... um, gather a bit of a a better understanding when this podcast is over um, as to some points of empathy that we can all um, relate to. Um, So without further ado, I really hope that you uh, enjoy um, this podcast and walk away with a sense of optimism and compassion for yourself as a human being who's fallible and on their journey to something exponentially great and and pretty unique. So I do hope that you enjoy. Thank you. So it often takes almost no time to find articles and stories that will tell you about the good habits or motivational mantras of people who've achieved success in their chosen fields. But As interesting and inspirational as those articles can be, they only really ever tell half of the story. You know, you hear people having, you know, all these habits of waking up at 4am in the morning or, you know, having an hour of power or going to the gym for two hours every single day of the week or all of these different habits and mantras that people have that make them successful. But a lot of people, including myself especially, which is why I'm making this podcast, will read them and instead of being inspired, I actually feel like I'm coming away with more of a a dejected and and, and defeated feeling after reading those things. Um, You know, I'll never be like those successful people is some things that I say. Or they're way more committed than I am. They have more discipline. They've got a why. They've got a purpose. Those people were just born that way. Those people have families that, you know, encouraged that. Those people, blah, 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 blah. And I think that the the premise of all of that is like, you know, that that's negative self-talk. And we're all guilty of it from time to time. Um, you know, I'll never be good at anything. They're so much better than I am. I feel so lonely. I have no friends. 
it's impossible, I'm not comfortable, they don't appreciate anything I do, why am I like this? You know, guys, honestly, these are just thoughts that all of us have as human beings. And it makes me empowered to believe that, you know, people experience these thoughts, the same thoughts that I do. They're not, unfortunately, they're not talked about enough in our society. Um, you know, because we all, we only ever really see the, the, the greener grass, you know, on the other side as the quote goes. Um, but, you know, I guess my, my question to anyone is, do you ever have these thoughts? You know, as you as a person listening to this podcast, do you ever just kind of wake up in the morning and just go like, oh, fuck me, you know, and you just feel depressed and you just, you know... You thought you had a habit going on in the morning, but, you know, life is just like, you know what, dude? No, stay in bed. Let's just crank up the heat inside of your your, your doona and, and let's make it extra cold outside and, and stop you from going outside and the negative thoughts come into your mind. You know, do you ever have those thoughts? You know, be honest with yourself. Have you ever had those thoughts? And what have you done when you do have those thoughts? Do you have an unproductive day do you scroll through instagram for the rest of the day and just keep on affirming affirming the fact that you know you're not comfortable that that it's impossible to get what you want that you are so lonely that you have no friends that they are so much better than that at, at you are and that you will never be get good at anything you know like do you affirm these thoughts whenever you have them for the rest of your day i think before diving into and unpacking these common things that we say to ourselves and and looking at the actual reason as to why humans think this way as a baseline, I'd really like for you to take a step into my world for a moment and dive into a definition that I think is crucial to define for this podcast. Um, and that is what does normal mean and why do we all want to be it? Now, there are two unremarkable things that I'd like you to know about me for this podcast. Um, as always, I always say this to my listeners, but you know, my podcasts are raw and pretty candid. Um, so, you know, hopefully you accept the things that I say with a, a sense of compassion and empathy as to how I'm a human as well. So earlier this year, I tore my ACL. Now the ACL and also I tore my meniscus as well. The ACL is called your anterior cruciate ligament, and it's responsible for stopping the twisting motion of your uh, tibia and your fibula, and also your femur. So these are bones in your leg, and it stabilizes your knee joint. Um, your meniscus is, if you think about your meniscus as like a little washer. So you know when you screw something into um, a wall and you put a little washer, it's like a little disc? And you stop that from the screw from actually touching the wall. So it's like a, a um, you can describe the meniscus as like a, um, a, a way of, um, I guess, stopping the grinding between your, your bones. Uh, it's like a pretty cartilage uh, based um, thing in your, in your knee. And so I tore both of these things. So my knee didn't have any stability and also it didn't have a washer. Um, and so I had surgery, um, and throughout that whole process, I was always being, um, quite positive 
through it because you know I was I had a good support network. My mum is a general practitioner. I had a great surgeon who who operated on my knee. I had great physiotherapy, so I was pretty you know positive, and a lot of hard work went into it as well. But every now and then, you know, the thought came to my mind. These negative thoughts came to my mind. And I'm not going to say every now and then. They were pretty persistent. They would always come into my mind. Every morning, I'd feel stiff and I'd feel, you know, horrible. And this one thought always came to my mind. It doesn't make sense to me that my knee can really get back to normal strength, normal flexion, normal extension. You know, playing sports that I love, like running, bouldering, touch football and football seemed so far off and so uncomfortable. You know, it always made me think, you know, of how I shouldn't have taken my health for granted when I was normal. You know, I have my my little uh, air fingers going on right now. Normal. Another thing that I want you to know about me is that I have ADHD or I'm a hunter-gatherer badass. You know, I often describe ADHD to people as if you're thinking of, you know, uh, people ancient human beings um they were the ones who built a boat and they said fuck it let's just go outside of africa and explore the world they had the impulse to do that um they it was like 10 o'clock at night they saw a giselle literally just about to hop over the horizon they saw it because they've just got this inattention so they saw it and they also have the impulse to go after it and not become food um and actually have food so you know I often wonder, why am I like this? Why do I forget? Why do I misplace and lose things, but also hyper-focus spontaneously too? Why am I like this? Can I get back to being normal? But what does normal mean, right? What Does it mean without injury? Does it mean without disease? Maybe those six-pack abs or a strong and full head of hair? I'm literally losing hair. But... Does normal mean the perfect family or the perfect friend who doesn't make your problems disappear? Or maybe does it mean a friend that doesn't disappear when you have problems? Is normal remembering everything and being the best person to everyone whilst also being the best person to yourself? There are different normals for everyone and there isn't really a correct difference a definition for normal in my head, but with all of this in mind, I can't help but to think of this one thought. What we often forget after diagnosing a problem in our lives is that normal was what got us to the problem. You see, my normal knee was probably ready to give due to a variety of reasons. I squatted with horrible technique in school. I felt a burn in my knee whenever I was playing high agility sports like soccer and touch. I have known lax joints, which means I'm inherently susceptible to dislocating my joints. So was I ever my definition of normal? Was it ever a goal of mine through treatment with my torn ACL and meniscus that I wanted to get back to my normal knee? It seems to me that there were lots of different factors that were contributing to the pre-existing inflammation, you know, that led to that injury in the first place. 
So, our meaning of normal is not what normal actually is. In my perspective, normal is a perceived comparative adjective. Now, that's a, that's a fucking mouthful, okay? But let me explain that for you. We forget the complexity of our lives and simplify normality like it's a surface level trait. Now, what I mean by that is that we judge normal in comparison to what we see in our immediate surroundings, not what affects the whole human condition, whole populations, humans, everyone, complexly. That is why when people travel the world to third world countries, they come back very grateful. Okay, The normal that they believed was the normal that they perceived all through their life. And then they just took a step out of the, the comfort of their home and they saw what normality is for other people. Now, let me give you a few comparisons of what I mean by how normal is a perceived comparative adjective. Normal health in comparison to the health of those who you were immediately surrounded by. Not the cancer patient in Ward 9 who shares the same birthday as you. Normal life, let's talk about normal life, in comparison to a life of those who you are immediately surrounded by. Not those whose sense of normality is the sound of silence in a war zone. Or what about the definition of normal as itself? in comparison to abnormal. A definition that, you know, we, we fling around in our heads that again requires a definition that we don't even understand. What, what, what the hell does abnormal mean? Abnormal in comparison to normal, and what does normal mean? So, it's okay, and, and I'm, I'm sorry for being morbid in that last, like, 30 seconds, but there's a lot more positivity coming in the pos- podcast, I promise. It's okay to ask yourself these questions. They're really good questions to ask. And, and oftentimes they're not. People ask these questions and then they just forget about them. And then, you know, we just don't, we, we completely forget, you know, the answers or, or the questions that we asked ourselves. You know, good questions need good answers, not more questions. You know, that, it, that, that leads to disorder inside of our minds. So you are here because being normal brought you here. Ordinary didn't work for you. You are extraordinary. Say that to yourself. Fuck me. If the more, if, if more people said I'm extraordinary, you know, you don't have to do all this bullshit affirmation crap that you see on Instagram, you know, like fuck that. You know, you don't have to, I am peaceful. I am love. I am warmth. I am beauty. You know, you don't have to fucking say that to yourself. But in the time that, you know, you do say, you know, the things that I said before at the top of the, uh, the, at the, not the top of the podcast, at the start of the podcast, it's impossible. I'm not comfortable. Why am I like this? They don't appreciate anything I do. I'll never be good at anything. They're so much better at that than I am. Whenever you say things like that, they're like de-affirmations. So you're already giving yourself self-talk, okay? Whenever that stuff comes into your mind, if you say it's impossible, just say, no, there's, there's nothing in this world is truly impossible. Like, let's be honest with each other, that nothing in this world is truly impossible, you know, other than flying, okay? But, you know, 
Maybe that's not even impossible. Maybe there's someone who's listening to this podcast right now who wants to invent flying. It's not impossible, but we perceive it to be impossible because it's never been done before. I'm so sorry. You discover flying. You've got this. Sorry, but ordinary doesn't work, okay? You are extraordinary, and the things that you say that you, to yourself, you have complete responsibility over, and we're going to be talking about that at the at the end of the podcast as well. So... I guess that's how we define normality, okay? I needed to define normality for everyone in this podcast. It's a state which catalyzes change for us. We aren't truly happy being normal, but the world convinces us that normal is the way to go. Now let's talk about that. Why does the world convince us that normal, comfortable, stable are the ways to go? Why does our mind do that? You know, what about our evolution has led us to this way of thinking? Do we have regions in our body that have evolved to help us think this way? The answer is fuck yes. And I think it's time for us to understand our brains and and why they tell us the things that, you know, we discussed earlier in the podcast, you know. So I guess let's just let's start off by just talking about the ancient brain versus the modern brain. The ancient brain, if we if we want to get into this, the the, the ancient brain was a uh, uh, your first brain. It's like the 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 prehistoric brain that just kind of was very uh, simplified, um, and it consisted of the amygdala. Okay, so the amygdala is a is a little region inside of your brain that senses danger. It's like a little almond piece of grey matter that sits at the base of your brain. So your ancient brain was. That was pretty much all that was in it. It was just your amygdala. And there's a good reason as to why the amygdala was in there, okay? The amygdala was in there to save you from things like saber-toothed tigers. Saber-toothed tigers. These things had fangs the size of my arms, okay? They wanted to kill you. They wanted you to be their lunch, okay? So humans intrinsically developed an evolutionary adaptation to sense danger and stay comfortable, okay? Because comfortable was working. Comfortable was, you know, keeping us alive. Comfortable is what was normality for us. Comfortable was was how we innovated. Comfortable, the innovation for humans was, was literally fucking. Like, the more, you know, the more that you could reproduce, the bigger your populations could be, and the more of a stronghold you could uphold against, you know, these vicious creatures that that we had to defend ourselves against. That was our superpower, power in numbers, okay? Fast forward four million years, okay? And now we have a different story. Our brains have evolved, okay? Now, I'm, I'm not talking about like, yep, in a click, they've evolved. No, it doesn't work that way. They evolved because of certain evolutionary pressures. Does anyone know, you know, evolution by natural selection? Look, let me just simplify it for you. Beneficial traits led to better reproduction and survivability. That is, that's literally it. Innovation was one of those traits. People who innovated, people who changed the way that we think, people who were risk takers, people who, you know, were genetically predisposed to, I don't know, take more risks and and feel dopamine and and adrenaline and all these things and all these factors that allowed people to innovate more and be more creative. That's our prefrontal cortex working. That's the evolution of our prefrontal cortex. 
So you can understand that we've got an inherent conflict inside of our brains. We've got, you know, our amygdala, which is still in our brains. Okay, that little arm and piece of gray matter inside of our brains is still there. Okay, now we've also got a prefrontal cortex. So there's an inherent dissonance inside of our brains that that we often forget about. You know, one side of our brain wants us to innovate and and be creative and go out there and just risk it all, but then the other one wants to be comfortable. You know, we've got like you know devils on our shoulders, and they're the they're the voices. Okay, we're gonna we're we're slowly understanding how our brains work in a thirty minute podcast. Okay, this is really awesome. I'm I'm literally on the on the edge of my seat right now. So, I guess also another thing is like you know the only danger that we have that our prefrontal that our amygdala is protecting us against is like you know dangers like car car crashes and cats. You know I I, I don't like cats, so that's probably where my amygdala is working. Good on it. All right, so. How does this all relate to some of the negative things that we say to ourselves? How does it relate? Okay, this is like the crux of the podcast. All of it has been rising, normality and, and understanding how we think and all these different things. You know, let's just dive into some of the quotes that we were talking about before and um, understanding the reasons for them. So. I guess the first one is, I'll never be good at anything. That is one of the things that I fucking tell myself on a weekly basis. I'll never be good at anything. It's likely that most of us have been here at one time or another. There's no allowance for the potential good that can happen if you have this thought. You know, the truth is that we're all good at something and many things, and but negative self-talk just keeps us from focusing on those things. Neurobiologically, your brain is okay with itself right now, okay? The skills and the attributes that you have right now, as you are listening to this podcast, like you're listening to my voice, the skills that you have, okay, you're alive. Your, your ears are working. I just burped. Your, your ears are working. Your mouth is working, you know? You're listening to this podcast and you're breathing, your, your, your heart is beating, you know, you're well fed. Maybe you're not. You're about to order some Uber Eats. You're functioning. You're, you're a physically functioning human being. Neurobiologically, your brain is okay with itself right now. Why the fuck would you want to, why would your brain want to extend itself? Why would it want to, you know, become better if its only survival mechanism is to be itself and be comfortable, reproduce, keep your, your eggs and your, your sperm at the right temperature. You know, it doesn't give a fuck about the amount of dopamine that's in your head. You know, it just cares about your heart beating, your kidneys perfusing and, and your, your, your liver detoxifying your body. That's what your brain, you know, but, but we've got an extra level of consciousness. We now have our prefrontal cortex, which, you know, we've got thought, we've got rationalization, we've got innovation, we've got freedom of thought, we talk, we, we have emotions, we're physically feeling human beings, right? So that's the conflict that arises in our head, okay? So the thought, I'll never be good at anything, is affirming that. It's keeping you comfortable, okay? So the skills and attributes that you have right now are keeping you safe. 
well-fed, comfortable, traits that keep you alive and which feed affirmations to your amygdala, feed your prefrontal cortex. That's what you need to do. You need to feed your prefrontal cortex. It sounds really, really fucking intense, but that's what you need to do. You are great at whatever the fuck it is you put your mind to. You know, I have so many friends right now that are starting little projects like art businesses, music careers, and and going to the gym. And you want to know what the one thing they always say and complain of? They're not complaining, but the one thing that they always say? I'm not seeing the results. I want to be different. I want to... I want to make a change, you know, I, I'll never be good at anything because I'm not success, successful in this one thing that I'm passionate about. Here's my advice that I received from someone else. Okay, I'm not giving you guys advice, but this is my advice from what I've received from people that I respect. While you're focused on the peak of that mountain, you forget that there is a mountain to climb. Any step is a step in the right direction. You just have to start walking. Honestly, if you can see yourself doing something, probability is, is that you will do it. You will just have so many conflicting things that are going around in your head that are going to stop you from doing it. Now you understand from this podcast that we have mechanisms in our brains to stop you from doing it. Okay? Congratulations. Now get on with whatever it is that you're going to change the world with, please. Okay? They are so much better at that than I am. Another fucking thing that we always say to ourselves. Of course they're going to be so much better than it than you are. But you're also going to be better at something than than, than they are. You know, another thing that I learned from someone, okay, is that there's always going to be the 99 student. There's always going to be the 99 student. All right. So if you stop comparing yourself to how much better someone is at something than you are, well, the sooner it is that you're going to start focusing on what you are better than others at and what differentiates you from the pack. You know, of course, they're going to be better than it than you are. Who gives a fuck? You don't need to compare yourself. You don't need to challenge other people. You don't need to be competitive in this world. You All you need to do is show your individual characteristics and how you are different from other people. Please. Okay? Next one. I feel so lonely. I have no friends. That's normal. In fact, that's a that's a that's a thought I have on a on a weekly basis. And for any of my friends who are who are listening, it's not that I don't have friends. It's that I feel lonely in my own head. It's that I feel that I can't be related to. But you want to know why I can't feel related to? It's because I don't communicate. I don't talk about it. And I'm going to have plenty of podcasts on mental health, men's health. You know, that's something that I, I really do believe in. But we don't talk about things enough. We don't talk about, you know, our mental health. We don't talk about the things that go on in our body, you know. But the reason why I feel like I feel lonely sometimes is because I don't communicate to people. I don't tell people. I don't keep people informed that, hey, look, today was a pretty bad day. You know, when people ask you, Hey man, how was your day? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Good, thanks. It's like, great. You, you 
probably didn't even have to have that fucking conversation because all you did was just affirm the fact that you don't want to talk to people about whatever is going on inside your head. So when you when you feel that, you know, that thought about how you feel lonely, talk to someone. Go text that friend that, you know, go text that friend that you know will listen to you for like hours upon end. And, and just ask if they have five minutes to talk and they will give you their whole day of time. Trust me, literally trust me. That is exactly what's gonna happen. You'll feel so much better because of it. Go to the beach, you know, go into, go into the water and, and, and just surrender yourself to the coldness of the water and, and all the health benefits of, of cold water. Another podcast that I will have. Anyways, I, I, you're probably wondering, Matt, thanks for reintroducing these thoughts into my head and making me think about them. Jeez, what a man. But, you know, these are thoughts that I have on a day-to-day basis. Okay? And I hope that I've elicited, you know, slightly as to how I have tackled them and given you some mechanisms to tackle them too. Okay? But let's talk about now, you know, where I have benefited and fallen at the face of these thoughts. Now, let's take they don't appreciate anything that I do. This is my favorite one that I think of. It's, it's pretty sadistic, but, you know, it is my favorite one. They don't appreciate anything that I do. You know, I would sacrifice my arm and leg for them, but they just, they just don't appreciate anything that I do. It's my favorite one. I want to take you to a time in my life, if you are still listening, God bless your ears, but I want to take you to a time in my life where I was in Croatia and this, a lesson that I learned about this one, about having people not appreciating anything that you do. So I was in Croatia on a medical placement and I was in Karlovac Hospital. It's a very rural hospital in, in, in Croatia. Rural, country, whatever you'd like to call it. And I was uh, based on the anesthetic list with a, um, with a doctor. Her name was Tatiana Kruncik. And she was amazing. She couldn't speak very good English, which is very understandable. Being from a, a country town in Croatia, there's no need to speak English. And it was basically, it was about nine o'clock at night and a patient had just come out of surgery and just waking up from their anesthetic. And I asked Tatiana, I said, I said, you know, is this man okay? And she asked him in, um, in Croatian, Dali te boli, that, that means, are you okay? And I wrote that down. I was like, Dali te boli, are you okay? And so then I kind of learned, you know, like maybe how to speak a little bit. And I said to her, like, oh, I can't speak at all. I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm helpless. You know, speaking is such an important part of medicine. You know, you need to, you need to be able to communicate much better than you can diagnose because patients don't give a fuck about all the medical terminology. What they care about is, is the things that you say and how you make them feel. And so oh, I just, I just, <laughs> I just ruined what I was about to tell you. Anyways, the story right? I asked her, what are some things that I can say to the patients to make them, you know, know that I know how to speak Croatian? And so Tatiana, she said, she said, you know, don't you speak Russian? You can kind of speak a little bit Croatian if you speak Russian. And I said, because of the Slavic languages. And I said, oh yeah, okay. So I can say like, you know, 
Tikhara uh, Shaw, you know, like, are you okay? And she said, she said, yeah, 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 it's okay. And so one more patient came out. And this was really special. A patient came out and I said to the patient, Dalite Boli. And the patient said, Boli. You know, that means oh, I'm, I'm just so painful. It's, it's not okay. And Tatiana said, put your hand onto his hands. And I did. And she said, that's all you need to do. And about an hour later, I asked her, you know, was there anything else I could have done? And she said, no, people won't remember what you say to them. People will always remember how you made them feel. And it was at that moment where I was just like, oh my God. All of those times where I've said to myself, they don't appreciate anything that I do. Whoever is listening to this podcast, oh my God, just keep on giving, okay? I guarantee you that that person will remember the good things that you did to them, okay? They will not remember the things that you said, okay? The environment that they were in, but they will remember how you made them feel, okay? They will remember how you made them feel. God, I remember all of the things, all the funny times that I've had with my friends, and I don't remember a single thing they said, but I remember the laughing and the love that I felt with them. Yeah? Or what about, how about I feel, you know, so lonely, I have no friends, no one is ever there for me. It may seem like that at times, but you don't want this to become another self-fulfilling prophecy. These thoughts really do seem to succeed in keeping us walled off from, from other people, particularly people who can help us to find a way out of our rut. You know, if you want a friend, you have to be a friend. Reach out, ask for help if you need it. And if you suck at communicating like I do, find that one friend that, that who you absolutely know will listen and, and ask them if they have five minutes to talk. They'll give you all of their time and be so okay with you talking about everything and, and anything with you. Okay, so I guess to, to really just kind of summarize this podcast, I, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. My name is Matt and welcome to the podcast. Um, but negative self-talk gets in our way, okay? It gets into our heads and distracts us from our goals. You know, it... it, it tries to make us more normal, it tries to make us more comfortable, and it convinces us that there's no point in trying, okay? Because it convinces us that we'll probably just fail anyway, okay? It makes us so insecure that we don't actually end up starting it. You know, we've all experienced those feelings, they're, they're not nice to have in our heads. But what we do forget is that failure is an important element of success. It teaches us what works and equally important what doesn't work. It teaches us that nothing worth having will ever come easily. You have the power to change how you talk to yourself and what you say. Make an effort to avoid these types of things that you say to yourself and other destructive sayings. Be positive and positive things will happen for you. Surround yourself with positive people and you'll turn into a positive person. Trust me, 
You are the average of the five closest people who you surround yourself with. Okay? So in summary, normality is not the goal. Normal thoughts, normal friends, normal this, normal that. Rather, it is our capacity to thrive for the abnormal. The uncomfortable and the unknown that is truly inspiring. It genuinely is. Fuck. Who, who in this world has, is a billionaire because they're normal? Who in this world is, is super successful and touches people and, 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 you know, inspires people and are just living normal everyday lives? Not many people, you know, on our journey to the unknown, we, we un encounter thoughts that are self-limiting, uninspiring and often degrading. You know, majority of my friends are like 21, 22. Okay. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Right? So, of course, we're going to be... We're venturing into the unknown. Of course, we're going to have thoughts where we're just like, Oh, my God. Fuck this. I hate this day. I'm, 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 I'm worthless. I feel so lonely. Of course, we're going to have thoughts like that. Because our brain just wants us to feel comfortable. We're alive. We're reproducing. You know, maybe some of us are having babies. But most of us are not, you know, reproducing for that fact. But, you know, once we understand you know, that through a working knowledge of the evolution of the human brain and perspective, we can understand the biological basis as to why we have those thoughts. Once we know what all humans go through in the face of change, we understand ourselves and the decisions that we can make to change the way we think. Let me repeat that. Once we know what all humans go through, every human on the face of this fucking planet Earth, okay, we understand ourselves and the decisions that we can make to change the way that we think. You're responsible for the seeds that you plant into your brain, okay, the habits that you install and the self-talk that you exhibit. If the seed is planted, okay, as, as Mark Allen, as James Allen says in his book, As a Man Thinketh, or As You Think, um, if the seed is planted, a plant will, it will grow regardless of whether it's a weed or a flower. Okay? Cultivate, cultivate your, your mind. Cultivate, you know, the thoughts that you put into, the people that you surround yourself with. Okay? And then slowly you can understand that everyone is the exact same. We're all related into some capacity. Okay? So without further ado, I'd like to just stop this podcast. I think it's probably gone for about 30 minutes now, maybe even more, but I love you all so much. And I hope that that was a really good podcast. Um, and I hope that you gained a little bit of insight as to, you know, a bit of relatability against all of us. You know, we're all fallible, we're all humans and, you know, we're all trying to understand this thing called living okay so love you all have a beautiful day and as always i'll leave you with my favorite quote um and that is that um i don't have a quote for today um oh wait maybe i do maybe maybe i do have one maybe there Yeah, look, you know what? I don't have... Oh, yes. Make stories for the grandchildren. Think about that. Make stories for the grandchildren. Anyways, have a beautiful day, beautiful night, wherever it is. 
and see you for next podcast. Bye.